Merry Krishnamas. <laughs> and happy Amanita Muscaria Day. <laughs> the uh, historians say that the first uh, Eucharist was the magic mushroom. <clears throat> and that all of the ancient mystery schools <clears throat> used entheogens as methods of replicating God consciousness for those who were not able to reach it naturally, or at least without benefit of chemical assistance. <clears throat> because religion has always been about reaching altered states of consciousness, <clears throat> in which the heart would open to pure divine love unconditionally, and the ego mind would be silenced. And the holy days were those days that were celebrated by such use of sacraments, the ceremonial use of entheogens, so that a community as a whole could learn how to vibrate in resonance at those higher levels of consciousness in which heart and mind are integrated and open and channeling the divine and supreme luminous energies of the infinite self so that all days would eventually be holy days and there would not be necessary the use of those sacraments because consciousness itself would be recognized as the sacrament, as the Eucharist. And then gradually the use of those sacred substances became more persecuted, censored, marginalized, and religion became more about dogmatic belief systems and the enforcement of thought police control over the mind, but no longer about the transcendence of the mind. But the original and ongoing and eternal purpose of religion is that transcendence. The transcendence of the ego, into the Holy Spirit is the act of theosis or self-divinization. And in the ancient world it was recognized by all of the cultures that human consciousness exists on a spectrum and the lower levels of that spectrum pertain to the bodily identification levels of consciousness which produce fear, desire, greed, attachment, uh, and all of the various other pathological aspects of the ego. And then in between that and the highest, there is the level of soul in which 
there is discernment and there is uh, aspiration uh, for those higher states with the blessings of bliss and wisdom and the joy and beauty of the luminous presence of God consciousness and that the struggle of the human at that level of the soul in which it discerns the ultimate salvation of reaching the highest level of its own spectrum of potentiality versus falling into those lower levels that offer the instant gratification and pleasures of the sensory realm but which always then are uh, followed by a backlash and an addictive process and a weakening of the soul and its capacity of will and discernment and the higher, the upper death drive. And it is this that creates the struggle of the human condition. Do we settle for being the human ego identified with the material body or do we recognize that we are beings of light and of that single whole infinite consciousness of which this world is a dream field produced and morphed and directed by that higher consciousness? And the soul, therefore, has free will to choose either the human or the divine, <clears throat> but it is indoctrinated and pulled down by various factors of external uh, expectation, demand, and the situatedness of a cultural frame of reference within one level or another of that spectrum of human potential consciousness. The importance of the Christ concept in the West was that symbolic manifestation or metaphor of one who had access to the entirety of the spectrum of consciousness, one who was both human and divine complete man, complete God, and who through the knowledge of the lower chakra nature of the ego converted into wisdom was able to offer the word that would bring salvation through conversion of the confusion and false frame of reference into the recognition of the real that underlies and transcends the false consciousness of the ego and thus releases us from suffering. And that was the good news, the gospel that was brought to the world <clears throat> with the idea that Christ manifests as an image of every man, every being, and that everyone has Christ consciousness as their own option, their own possible choice if they would but leave behind the temptations of the lower levels of consciousness and recognize the bliss that is available to those who rise to that consciousness which is beyond thought.
And this going beyond thought is the rite of passage that every religion has to provide in, through one means or another to enable the stabilization of its disciples in that state in which there can be an abidance as the God-Self without falling back into the egoic levels of fear and desire and anxiety, etc. And so all of the various methods of all the religions that developed after the use of the entheogens was no longer permitted or even remembered except in certain esoteric symbols that were conveniently never interpreted, but you can still see in the statues in Rome and the Vatican and in many other places, uh, east and west. But the consciousness was continually uh, taught to be raised through prayer, through meditation, through acts of service, uh, through self-control, and through the processes of confession and of various other uh, forms of purification, including self-flagellation and remorse for sin, but once there had been lost the taste of that higher consciousness, then it became more and more of a, a kind of a skeptical approach and a, a more traditional symbolic level of, uh, let's say, loyalty to a symbolic system rather than to the real presence of God as the truth of our nature and being. And as hypocrisy and uh, futility became more and more uh, the, uh, the fare that religion offered through empty rituals that no longer had any psychological effect uh, and that simply brought about a, a kind of boredom with the ritualistic approach to uh, religious indoctrination, the uh, interest in that form of approaching God became uh, less and less relevant. And then with the coming of materialism and capitalism and consumerism and scientism, uh, religion itself became marginalized and ridiculed as an approach that any intelligent being would uh, take or, or, uh, or live their life within its uh, paradigm. Because the benefits of the world were coming through the mind, through technology, through the mind's ability to manipulate nature, not through transcendence any longer.
not through the realization of the powers of redreaming reality from a higher state. Those were now nothing but legends and old wives' tales and uh, no longer had the credibility that uh, the gifts of technology could offer. And so we are at this point in which we come from a world that uh, has been uh, converted to cynicism and to a normality of materialistic body consciousness in which those altered states that people can still and very often do enter for recreational purposes and some for truly spiritual purposes. Uh, but those states become the unreal. They become the, the states that represent the hallucinatory and even the psychotic in some cases. And they may produce psychosis in some cases so that the purity of the downloads and the inspirations and the, uh, the prophecies that can often result uh, from an ayahuasca ceremony or other forms of, uh, let's say, trance uh, initiation, uh, whether through the use of substances or simply through dance and uh, chanting and various other forms of self-hypnosis uh, do not alter the frame of reference of the sober, consumerist, materialist approach to life that depends on being able to get back to work the next day. And so that those ceremonies must not... Uh, have too much of a hangover effect that would prevent one from being productive in the system. And therefore, the, the effects are very quickly lost or turned into some private uh, narrative of uh, mythological imagery that cannot be interpreted in reference to one's daily life so much as to uh, realms and uh, dimensions that transcend our own but do not pervade and transform the meaning and the significance and the very appearance of the world that we live in that can only be reached again with the help of substances that uh, temporarily deaden the ego's interference patterns but do not provide a full entry into the dimension of the real. In the same way that a near-death experience is not the same as a real death. And the, the, the one who goes through a near-death but is able to come back has only enter, entered into the antechamber of those higher levels that follow. Not the first death, but the second death. And in the ancient world, it was recognized 
that the death of the physical body, the first death, is not the important one, but the death of the subtle body, the death of the soul, was the entry into the supreme light. And if that had not happened, then there would have to be a reincarnation, that one was still on the wheel of suffering until one had learned that the soul itself and the consciousness that the soul has that is a subtle I-thought that creates separation and duality is the cause then of the gestalt within consciousness that forces a return into a world of duality. And so in order for Christ to be born in the world, the ego must first die. Without that death, there cannot be the birth of Christ consciousness. And that birth is a virgin birth. It's not the Immaculate Conception, by the way. There's, I myself was confused about this and nearly illiterate about much of it. Christianity, I must confess. But the Immaculate Conception does not concern Jesus. How many people know that? Uh, it concerns Mary. Uh, it turns out that Mary's own conception in the womb of her mother, Anne, uh, who became Saint Anne, of course, uh, that Mary's birth was the Immaculate Conception, not that of Jesus. And what did that mean? If you read uh, Catholic theology or even Eastern Orthodox theology, there's some very interesting texts about this. But the point of it was that Mary, alone of all human beings, was pre-purified. She did not have to go through any tests. She did not have to, she did not have original sin. She was the only human being ever uh, not to be tainted by original sin. Because of course she was going to later give birth to Christ and therefore her womb had to be that pure, etc. Uh, but it, but she was the one a human being, but a human being pre-determined to, to be divine. And it was, it was Mary's uh, immaculate birth that then uh, attracted magnetically the Holy Spirit to uh, to use her womb as uh, the obvious and only possible way that the Christ self could enter into uh, the consciousness of the earth, of the world, and manifest as a human being. But that pre-purification had to happen. And what could pre-purification mean except that Mary was already born in a state of non-duality, that her consciousness was not burdened by the delusion of separation. And she was born, we would have to say then, egoless, and never developed an ego, never lost that purity that is the state we are in before original sin takes effect. 
So we could say that the myth is telling us that we must become uh, pre-approved for Christ consciousness through our own having died to the ego. And that without that, the birth of Christ consciousness as our true state that remains consistent and stable and that liberates us, that enables the resurrection, the final salvation beyond all need to, uh, to return to the world of, and the, the cycle of, of life and death and suffering. Uh, it is that sacrifice that again was replicated on the cross in the ability to take all of the sins because one was no longer subject to the effect of sin oneself and to raise the consciousness of the human spirit to that level for the benefit of all who would think about Christ consciousness with a deep understanding of what it signified. And so the basic approach of Christianity was simply that, to remember what is Christ consciousness. Remember it and activate it in yourself through that act of remembering. And to remember is the opposite of dismember. So you're bringing back an original understanding that had been cut by the ego consciousness and reconnecting it versus the soul that has been purified through its own surrender to God and its transcendence of the ego thought patterns and thus its ability to become a vessel, a womb, a manifestation of God consciousness and to unite the worlds of nirvana and samsara, duality and non-duality, God consciousness and ego consciousness as a single whole, no longer with any separation or distinction or differentiation produced by linguistic uh, symbology. So the information, the wisdom that is still contained and carried forth and transmitted, uh, esoterically at least by all of the religions, is the very core and luminous center of our cultural lives. Without these holy days, there would literally be no reason to light candles. There would be no reason to celebrate the inner light. There would be no reason to believe that there is an inner light. And the question for each being is, am I willing to take that step beyond the darkness of the ego? by going through the emptiness and the unknowability of the self that can no longer hold on to language or narrative or situatedness within some symbolic frame of reference, does one have the courage to let go of all of that, all those props, landmarks, anchors, uh, forms of uh, self-reference, and live in the absolute 
unknowability of the real that cannot be grasped by mind and, and without any effort to grasp or to separate the consciousness that one is from the consciousness that all is and to merge fully one's sense of being into that ultimate absolute presence that seems to be within but it is only a withinness that is a membrane between the false consciousness that pretends there is an external world and that consciousness that is projecting the light that is filtered by the fantasies of the ego that produce the illusion of such a world. But once the illusion is transcended, the duality between world and God is completely annihilated, as is the membrane of the self that seems to be discerning that difference, that I and other, I and not I. And as that falls away, there is only the ecstasy of presence that has no uh, localization in space and no particular placement in time. One of the interesting things about the Christ symbol is that Christianity soon lost its monopoly on that symbol. And Christ was taken as a great prophet within the Quran by the Muslims and is celebrated by Sufis and by uh, Shiites and by various uh, other religious groups, including the Mandaeans, who worship more Christ's guru, John the Baptist. But as the um, colonialism of the West conquered the native peoples of the East and forcibly converted them to Christianity, what actually happened was that those uh, indigenous people converted Christ to their beliefs. And you got a whole number of hybridizations uh, in which Christ becomes a member of, of the tribe or of the, the group and begins to function in the way that its gods with names prior to the coming of Christianity functioned and served and uh, were, were reached and uh, possessed. And since most religions are about uh, trans-induction and the possession by spirit, that uh, living Christ consciousness was continued more by those hybrid forms of religion than by Christianity itself. And today there are, uh, in China, hybrid forms of Christian Taoism. Uh, if you go to India, Christ is a Hindu god. 
and you will see pictures of Jesus on the altar next to Krishna and uh, Shiva and uh, the, whatever goddesses or Ishta Devas or Devis are worshipped by any particular family. But, but Christ is a, is a Hindu avatar uh, as much as, uh, as the Christian only begotten son. And so what is being celebrated on this day is not Christianity as some institutional form of religion because Christ is universal as a metaphor and as an understanding of our nature once we have gone through death and rebirth. And that this death and rebirth are possible for us anytime, any day, And yet, because of the cynicism of the age, it is only on a very few days of a year that most people will be able to take seriously the possibility that they could attain Christ consciousness here and now. But that's the meaning of religion. Not that you get it after you die, but that here and now is when Christ must uh, become yourself, must be realized as the self. And that Christ Christo is of course also the Mashiach, the, the Messiah, the one who brings the new world Christ functioned as a rabbi and there are plenty of Jews for Jesus around as well, speaking of hybrid religions. And uh, the understanding that Christianity was originally and remains uh, perhaps the most successful form of Judaism that has uh, survived the various uh, persecutions. Uh, creates a situation where we can come together using this universal symbol to unite us rather than to separate us into different religious groups and belief systems. And if we can use that symbol to unite us to the recognition that here is a, a, a term, a signifier that represents the moral imperative to die to the ego in order to live in that unitive consciousness in which we are all one, not just with each other as human beings, but as part of nature, which is the manifestation of God writ large. And part of that consciousness that transcends and that uh, directs and morphs the flow of nature, of evolution, of space and time. And that that intelligence then, that ultimate love, is the nature that flows through us and gives us life, even now, even when in sin and ignorance and fallenness and brokenness, that that divine nature is always unbroken and fully present within us and accessible at any moment in which we are willing to disidentify from 
the ego's self-images, self-concepts, and patterns of behavior that are driven by thought. And by the simple surrender to that level of consciousness beyond thought, we receive the power, the will, the light, the joy, the altered state, blissfulness, to be able to eliminate, sacrifice, dissolve those seemingly embedded patterns of self-defeat and sabotage and egoic pettiness and, uh, and uh, egocentricity and to break through into living lives that are truly divine. So, may we use this opportunity of the return of this day of the celebration of Christ consciousness to make real for ourselves our own capacity for a rite of passage through the valley of the shadow of death that is the ego into the promised land of light and love that is Christ consciousness and abide in that land and invite all to enter into those hallowed precincts of compassion and universality and inclusiveness and the recognition of the presence of God in and as all that is, all that manifests and all that is unmanifest and all that within the self is unmanifest and is the, that intelligence that produces and is reflected in the cosmic manifestation. <clears throat> to make this passage, we must go through the eye of a needle. We must go from being complex thinking beings to simple, humble presences that do not remain addicted and identified with thought and imagery and mental activity, but with the silence and stillness of eternal, luminous, transcendent presence and become those who give that, who transmit that peace that passeth understanding, that peace that is the proof of the achievement of that transcendence into God's self, that can alter the destiny of one's own life, of the life of one's family, friends, culture, planet, the destiny of the cosmos can be changed and can only be changed by that change of consciousness. From a consciousness based in fear and therefore in anger, frustration, conflict and the distortions 
that the identification with the body bring to one's consciousness into that consciousness that is clear, that is true, that is wise, that is beautiful, that is loving, so that the world can be a perfect reflection of the tree of life, the evergreen, filled with all of these manifestations of souls that have become bright adornments of God consciousness, and who can bring that star of supreme power and truth and wisdom into the world as prophets of the deathless, infinite, eternal self.